Aloha and welcome to Wisdom Dialogues with Hope Johnson coming to you from Hawaiian Sanctuary on the beautiful big island of Hawaii. Yay! <laughs> you guys are so fun. <laughs> So what's funny, what occurred to me today that I thought was pretty funny is that any even opinion, any opinion that we come to, which includes a judgment, you can say it's a judgment, you know, it has no reasonable basis. Because the world is being entirely projected by the same mind that's projecting an opinion about it. So, you know, when it occurs to me that I have an opinion, I just laugh. I think it's funny. You know, there's nothing to protect in it. You know, like uh, we get to all stuck on our, our opinions. It seems like our opinions um, or our ideas about how... Uh, something should be understood or looked at or anything like that, uh, how things should be, um, likes, dislikes, it's all just projected. So it's all just playful. It's not as if we have something to protect with that. See, But when we perceive our own judgments and opinions as if they're really ours, then what we're doing is attacking ourselves all day long. That's the most common thing that people do is attack themselves all day long because that's what the habit is, okay? It's a constantly uh, deciding against yourself, constantly deciding against reality, constantly deciding for the fantasy that you're getting a perception of as if it's your reality and your reality you make it into a fantasy, right? It seems like this is so real. It's so realistic, but it's not real. It's realistic. It's really realistic, and it seems like it's real because of your powerful mind and your decision to deny your reality. You know, with a lot of... uh, Focus and determination to do that. You can say that took a lot of energy to make it seem like it's like this. Now people have ideas like they don't have time. You know, we get these ideas and they just come to us in a flash like we don't have time for something. Just deny truth to it. See? The thing is, we're not aware of these thoughts coming up and they just pass and they get automatically believed over and over again. So it's supporting the same illusion that we wanted to make true, but we really wish to escape it. We would really like to escape it. You know, and it's it's common to be afraid to even, you know, 
think on that. Do I really want to escape this world? Is that really? Do I really want to escape the world? Watch. Watch your mind. Watch what's going on. You know, when you start watching your mind and watch how it loops around and stuff like that, you'll see that, you know, the ego's wish for you is to escape the world through death. That's why the suicide thought arises, you know. The ego's thought is to escape it through death. That's the only way the ego knows how to get out of the world. So there's a constant wish for it, okay? There's a constant wish for it. You don't really get out of the world through death anyways. That's not really how it seems like it. You know, they say rest in peace. <laughs> it's just cycling around again and again. Uh, just keep, It keeps on going, though. You know, that's like a, a testament to the abundance that you are because it keeps on going until you see through it. And that just depends on your will. Are you willing to see through it? You know, or, or do you want to make your fantasies true? So look, if it seems like you're the victim of anything, you know, like if it just seems like you're the victim of anything, like a, a, a thought popped up in my mind today. It really seemed like this dude that I hired to do emails for me. God, he sucked. He did a terrible job. And um, and I probably paid him like a thousand bucks. They probably hired him weekly, like 250. I don't know. The whole thing just came up in my mind. I was like, God, that guy sucked. He set things up wrong. Even like I didn't know what I was doing. So I was hiring an expert, you know. So the thought arose in my mind while I was um, blocking my thighs <laughs> and, and, you know, and recording it too. I was also recording it uh, and, and it just, you know, I just shared it in the moment. I said, look, this thought just arose in my mind. This is what it's like. You know, you're over here. Uh, your, your intention is to get some nice releases on a block, blocking your outer thighs. But then... This thought arises and all of a sudden you're not even there. You're not even having block asana right now when the thought arises. It's not like it's a bad thing. It's just for noticing, right? It's just for noticing. It's not bad. So I share with the people. See, that's what it's like. Notice I'm like here with you guys. I'm talking to you guys and everything. And all of a sudden, you know, it, it gets sensation, gets a little deep. I kind of like lose myself and this thought pops up about how screwed that was. <laughs> I paid that guy a thousand bucks. <laughs> he sucked. Right. And it's just like willingness to be released from it, because basically that's stored in what you can call the body sense, because it's stored in the mind. That's why it's popping up. So whenever it's popping up, it's popping up for release. It's, falling, it's popping up for our release. So in just allowing it, you know, to be seen as what it is, it's just a distraction. It's not meaningful at all, right? And just and letting it just, uh, just fall away, just pass away. And it passes away on its own, right? It's going to pass away anyways. But if you don't know what it is, you'll take it as true and kind of like almost like swallow it down. Like, like a poison pill. Like, ugh, I don't want that, but I got to take it. I don't want that, but I got to take it. See, the thing is, what you need is to see that the projection itself is completely meaningless. Nothing happened. The money thing is such a hook. It is so funny. 
And I've been having the funniest time with money because it seems to just be like flying right through my fingers, which I love it. Isn't this so fun? It seems to be a common thing. So, uh, so I was sharing last week about how this guy ordered like 10,000 bucks worth of essential oils. Well, it turned out to be a total scam. And basically I gave up. Yeah, I knew I, I gave up like 4,000 bucks. Um, <laughs> huh? It was for essential oils. Yeah, it was for essential oils. So um, I, it ended up being like a $4,000. And I was just so jolly when I found out. I was just like, uh, you know, it occurred to me uh, for a second. It's like, no, you know, that sense like, no, because, you know, it's like, uh, it's like you have all this money and then you don't have all this money. <laughs> Yay. No. And I just felt so jolly because. I love to see how powerful I can be with my projecting. So I can project for, uh, uh, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to pay my bills. And then it seems like that, right? And then all of a sudden something seems to shift. Not like, oh my goodness, and it, there's hope or something, right? And there's all this... <laughs> There's apparently all this uh, all this money coming in, and then that money goes away plus more money goes away. And so then it's like, and then there's the sense like, am I really gonna go back to, oh my God, now I'm now I'm uh, even four thousand dollars more uh, less money Question apparently. Is, you already knew it last week. So the thing is if we listen to ourselves, generally speaking, all we get to is listen to the answer there. Yeah. When we deny what we already know to be true, most of us do most. Right. So that's that's the thing. That's it. Yep. Yep. So, so I thought it was I thought it was wonderful because there's a there's a sense of oh my gosh, and then there's like oh my goodness, look at that. How it's a projection to I'm not going to be able to make it, and then that money's there, and all of a sudden it seems like it shifts, and I'm able to make it, and I was like, wow, I could just like have either one or neither one and not even have, you know, a thing about it at all. And so I noticed that and I was like, so joyful, like jolly about it. I told my husband, I was like, well, I guess I was wrong about, um, not being able to, uh, cancel a bank transfer through into it. Because remember I said, yeah. you know, I even I even called them up and I said, hey, is that safe? Like if someone does a bank transfer and they go, oh, yeah, you can't charge back a bank transfer like you can with something else, you know. Yeah, and so, is. yeah. Well, the secret, yeah. the secret is that when you let go of it, everything, everything comes automatically. Everything is already coming automatically. Right. It's just, it's right. just, it's unless coming. You're, unless you're resistant. Right. It's it, it's coming in a way that it needs to come. It's coming yeah. in whatever way it needs to come for awakening only. So it's not a matter. Like, here's the thing, too. There are no consequences for action. There's a no consequences for action. It is not like that. There's not a time scale like that where something happens before and then something happens next. It's all one projection. It's all one single projection. So the whole lesson is about not minding what the lesson is, allowing it to be exactly what it is, not minding how it plays out. Now, there's this thing 
about money. I love this. I love getting this one because there's this thing people have about money. And when I say people have, I'm talking about my own mind because these are the people that arise in my own perception. Now I see that this money thing is a hook, like you shouldn't be losing it. You know, the thing is, if all of it can go in one day, I'm the same. I'm the same. All of it can go in one day. It could be used exactly as it needs to be used, how it needs to be used for awakening. I don't really have a preference about that. I don't have a preference in keep going in uh, this particular way with this particular amount going up, down, up, down. That's what it does. See? What I enjoy is the, uh, what I enjoy is the opportunities. You know, the, all the opportunities, because like for one, the sense of projection, look at these people make a living, most likely scamming. That's what they do. They make a living scamming. So notice all of the different projections that are projected onto people who make a living scamming. Notice all of those projections. I notice how those automatically want to come out, you know. But I can't even have them. It's ridiculous. I only have compassion for that, you know? It's like, it's really sweet. And it's my mind. That's the other thing. It's really sweet. It's just like this sense of desperation. Like I need to get something. And it's when you have a, a experience like that, it shows you your own in a reflection, your own sense of de desperation so it could be resolved. That's the purpose. And it goes like that. All things that occur to you. Now look at a lot of the times what occurs for people is they think that there's some kind of a guilty manifestation. Like a certain manifestation is the wrong kind of manifestation to have. That's all a projection. There is nothing happening here. And so it doesn't have to go a particular way. If you get the sense that you got scammed, hooray, it's the same as anything. It's the same as getting given a million dollars. And that's what the whole thing keeps on going around and around. It's meaningless. It's totally nothing. And all we, do, all we have it for is to demonstrate to our own mind that it is meaningless. That those kinds of thoughts are meaningless. Okay, we don't, we don't really need money to get anything. It can be used as anything. Because there's nothing to get. There's nothing there. That, that's the paradox. Yes. We want something. Right. We think we want something. So here's the thing. If you think you have no money, I, I've heard from people who are like, you know, you don't understand what it's like to have like no money. To be like going in the glove compartment looking for like dimes and stuff, you know. Um, okay, well, yeah, I have had that experience before, okay. Not in a little while, but, you know, I actually grew up that way. There was not like, you know, money in the bank and stuff like that. You could just like go and uh, look for some, or you can go witnessing and ask for donations. That was a good way to get some money. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's like... It's like this. It's all a feeling. I know that's hard and it's hard to get when you really are um, beholden to the money illusion and you think that you have no money. So then you're like a total victim in your mind. I know. I know. 
But the truth is what you're getting is a feeling. Poverty is a feeling. That's all it is. And it's asking for your embrace. See, you're looking for something to manifest on the surface. I know there's a mosquito on my head. You're looking for something to manifest on the surface of things, okay? Uh, and, and you're waiting for it to show you that you're worthy. That's not how it is. It, the, the manifestation, the illusion is made on a thought of vengeance, okay? It's a vengeful thought against you. That's what the illusion is built on, okay? So there's this uh, trying to avoid the pain upon which it's built upon which the perceiving body is built. The perceiving body is like a bundle of thoughts wrapped around a foundational thought that you're guilty. Okay, so therefore, you know, you can't have guilt projected onto yourself because you're not something that could be projected onto. So you made an image of yourself for projecting. The image of yourself that you made is for projecting. So you're getting the feedback of what you made true. So and there's layers of it. It's kind of like, it, you know, peeling an onion back. There's layers and layers of it. You'll see more. And, you know, as you, as you go along, though, when you get perception, like, let's say, being scammed for thousands of dollars, it doesn't fucking matter to you so much. It just matters less and less and less unless and that's the point the point is not to stop getting scammed or manifest your way out of getting scammed let me be scammed a million times if that's what i need i know i can't get scammed unless that's what i need but yeah let me get scammed a million times if that's what i need i love going into something like that it's a wonderful expression uh i i, I remember getting a sense like Oh my gosh, this is so fucking scammy. I'm like talking to the uh, Intuit person. I'm like, this, this is so fucking scammy. She's like, it sounds totally scammy. I go, but the dude just put money in my bank account. She's like, I would totally do it if the money's there in my bank account. And I'm like, yeah. You know, I projected the whole thing. It's not like she's giving me any advice or anything. I projected the whole thing to make it like that. And, you know, I've had many experiences where I felt myself kind of like going into this. And I noticed myself walking around the corner and having an uh, kind of like a, a an upset feeling about this being scammy turn around look at the clock it's one 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 it's like the message is even if it seems scammy it's fucking perfect for you so just chill out <laughs> let the scam play out <laughs> would you <laughs> Yes, I will. <laughs> and, and so much, and, and, you know, so much opportunity with those characters that were playing in it too. They were pretty good. It was really awesome. Cause I asked the guy, what's your business? And he sent me a, an email and it was really convincing. It was amazing. It was so good. And it looked like I was going to get more business and all kinds of stuff like that. And, uh, and so, you know, it arose in, in my mind. Wow. That's really good. And no upset feeling toward those guys, though. I could see how it wanted to come, like an upset feeling wanted to come. But it was just like, no, that's really not the case. Those guys are sweeties. I taught them how to feel desperate and need to scam people. <laughs>
And so it's like a, it's like a feeling of endearment, you know. Like I love them. I, I, uh, I if they need my four thousand dollars, they get they need it more than I do. It's perfect. So you love the aspect of yourself. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's not anything needs anything. Right. It's just so, a play. But everything you're saying is in the story. Right. Yes, yes. There's nothing right. But there's a sense that there's a sense of neediness and that's very real to a person. Right? Their sense of neediness that goes along with their beliefs. They believe in it. Right? So I love to embrace a situation like that because that's what, especially one of those situations like, oh, damn it, you know, and I love to embrace a situation like that. I know it goes directly to everyone who's involved and that's me. That's my own mind. So, no, I don't resist any experiences like that at all. I look forward to the next one. <laughs> What's that? Let's talk, after this. Let's talk after this. You got one for me? <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because you know when you're when you're in the manifest manifesting vibe and you think you manifest your own reality and stuff like that. You know, it seems like you don't want to say, you know, bring it on, bring on the next one. That's fine with me because it seems like it has some kind of power over you. It seems like it has power over you. I've heard of people saying before, I've said, bring it on, and then I've gotten slammed. It's like, no, that's not you getting slammed. That's the ego getting slammed. You can't get slammed. It's just that you feel guilty. And so the experience that you seem to be having seems to be troublesome for you. If you didn't feel guilty, the experience that you seem to be having would be uh, exciting. It would, it would be something that would, that you would be like, yeah, let me ride that ride. That's fun. Right. But th with this guilty sense, there's a sense that, no, I don't want that experience. I don't want that particular experience. Well, you know, there's no choice in what experience is coming. You know, if I'm resisting the situation, as it's going down, all I'm doing is adding more existence to be, or acting more resistance to be experienced. I'm just projecting more of the same thing. And that's not the purpose of it. The purpose of everything is to see through it and to generalize it. You're safe from a guilty feeling. It make, makes you totally safe in the illusion. No matter what seems to occur in the illusion. So the answer is say yes and thank you. There you go, Stephen. I love that. Instead of questioning it, instead of questioning it, notice that the first thing, notice that the first thing is to question. Well, yeah, that's a story. Yeah. But, you know, that I can hear it, but I don't take it in becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You see? Yeah. So why do you want it? Why do I want it? Okay. Because well, I don't want anything. Okay. So it all depends on which level you play. 
because in truth, I don't want anything because there's nothing to want. Right. Want means lack. Right. Okay, but on the other side, yeah. there really is no other side. Uh huh. Then the ego does want okay. to Okay. self fulfilling. Okay. So the thought. That I hear it. Or this, your, your three biggest things are you know, money, um, relationships, and health. That's probably about right, huh? Money, relationships, and health. That sounds about right for people. What else? Purpose. Purpose. Okay, so you, you're, the thought that you, that you just uh, expressed about how you hear it, but it doesn't land for you. So that needs your commitment to become that self-fulfilling prophecy. So in the moment when it arises, like when it comes up for you, notice what it feels like. Do you got it? Yeah, Can it feels you? like shit. It feels like shit. Yay, that's good to know. The point is, so everything you're saying, on all levels I know, okay? But yet still, knowing what I know and knowing all the things to do, every time something comes up, say thank you. So every time, you know, yes. You know, yes. And all of those things. So yeah. I've known that for years. Right. So, so what, and it's still... Yeah. Um, you know, I had my moment. You still go back into the, into the storm. You love it. Uh, <laughs> you love it. I, I must love it. You love it. I must love it. Yeah. It. You love it. Right. And then yeah. I use the word kind of wanna. <clears throat> you know, when you, when you gotta wanna something more, more so. Yeah. You don't do it anymore. And I, and I think and I believe that I really, really want it. Right. But yet I can't. Then I still go back. In the moment when you find yourself going back, yeah. there's a choice. You're making, yeah. yeah, and you want and by the, the illusion by the definition. How you say there's a choice, you're already back because in reality, there is no choice. It's true, I know. It's just that there's a sense in the world that you chose delusion, so the uh, solution for that is to choose the truth. So, in a dream, you're in a, in a dream, you choose now. The choice itself comes from what? I think you know, willingness. Right, right. So. And, and all that's all that bullshit to begin with. Because the idea that you have a willingness, but, and you know better, you know that the story, it's all illusions, it's, it's all a concept of belief, whatever words you choose to say, and uh, all it is is just remembering. There's nothing to remember or knowing. Being aware of whatever you want to use, that it's all an illusion. It's not just where to begin with. It's only one thing. Everything was happening for a reason. There's only one reason for anything to happen. Right, but that's okay. So that's talking about it, but then there's actually feeling it through it too. So that's where to get to. Yes, and so it's not just talking about it. It's being. Yes. Yes. As, As you is, there ain't no more. That's right. So even with the thought, I hear it but it doesn't land for me. You notice that it feels like shit. That is great. That is wonderful. That's what you need to know. And I had my moments that when I just realized that, realized it's all a game, and I, and I, in the story, I created, I described it all anyway. I'm the writer, the author, all those different things. But I did it for a reason. And the reason is to wake Yep. So when you know that you don't want the feeling and it feels like shit, the next step in that is 
what? The realized evolution. Would I keep this? Yeah, what value? Would I keep this? Yes. Would I keep this thought? Because yeah. it's uh, you can tell. I mean, really. Because that's what the choice is. Right. Right. So it's kind of like, you know, if you take those two steps, you just pop right out of it. You might go back and forth, but you keep popping out of it. Same thing I can record the miracles. How, how can I see this thing differently? Yes, so that's right. As, as I, you know, what words do I use? Mm-hmm. As I see this differently, ah, then you let it go. Mm-hmm. It, well, yeah, it's it, it just doesn't it doesn't resonate for you anymore. It doesn't hold a charge for you anymore. You see something of a, of a higher, use the words, of, of a greater value, greater the words, but, and you know it's really real. And when you know it's real, the other thing just dissolves. That's it. Yes. Yeah. So it's a seeing. It's a seeing. So that's why the feeling when you know it feels like shit. That's the best. Yay, it feels like shit. That's how I know. Then I got a next step now. Would I keep it? Because it's a thought projecting a shitty feeling. So you can see how that makes it really simple. Like as soon as a, a, a thought seems painful, it's like, would I keep that? It's the same thing too. Anytime from I say anything, I'm out of alignment. Anything I'm not... Anytime I have a thought, any kind, no matter what the thought is, any, you know, I know that I'm out of alignment. Good. And the step from that point is knowing that you're out of alignment, um, when everything is easy and effortless and flows, then I have a choice to, or, 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 or a realization to go back into what is. That's right. You got it. <laughs> you forget on purpose. Huh? <laughs> you forget on purpose. Uh, yeah, because you're bringing back gifts too. Like when you know when you when you get the perception of yourself going into the darkness, you know, you go into the dark side, into suffering, whatever, you know, uh, making yourself feel guilty about something. Um, you're bringing back gifts, so it's like, yay, enjoy. Yes, you know, enjoy that too. Uh, all of the all of the motions, all of the movement. So I don't know if I shared with you guys last week, but I was talking with a friend who uh, was saying how her mom was crazy. She's like, my mom's crazy, and I'm going to write a letter to my dad. I'm going to write a letter to some other family members and let them know that my mom is an abusive, crazy woman so that everyone knows this. And I'm getting the fuck out of here. She kept on talking about getting out of here, getting out of here. And, um, and I told her, you might as well write that, you know, read that letter to yourself because there is no mother. You're actually projecting that onto your mother, but she's not there. So it's like only goes on to yourself. It never leaves you. You're telling yourself how crazy and abusive you are in that letter. I'm not saying you shouldn't send a letter. You know, that was the first thing because the ego will flare up. Are you telling me I shouldn't send this letter that I need to send to straighten all this shit out. And I said, no, go ahead and send the letter. Just read it to yourself because the impact it has on your mind, you need to know about. You need to know about what impact this has on your mind because there's no mother. So then she's like, okay, well, now I uh, soften it up a lot. I, you know, I soften up the letter and it's not having such harsh edges and stuff like that. And, uh, and then the next thing, a couple days later, it's, oh my gosh, I totally 
abused and rejected my mom for the past 20 years. And I'm just so glad to be close to her again. Right? And this is how we act, guys. I mean, we're, we're acting like the person is separate from us. There's just love here. There's only love. There's no mom. <laughs> so, she, so she's over there visiting her mom. Well, she's not really visiting. She, like, she has a, a, a scenario where she uh, ran out of money in Hawaii, apparently. Now, when this goes down, when you run out of money in Hawaii and you find yourself over in the mainland, that's just what needs to go down. Nothing went wrong, okay? <laughs> Nothing went wrong. There was no fucking way this chick was going to find herself back in her parents' house unless she completely ran out of money in Hawaii and had to go. So, so she's, she's getting triggered because her mom's like coming in, doing her bitch face at her and her manipulative whatever at her that her mom, she knows her mom for her whole life, you know, and, and she's like, now she's going to go over there and manipulate my father too, you know, she's got this whole scenario about what her, her mom is just this real evil person, right? The thing is, we're painting a picture over their reality. We do not know them. And when we don't know them, we don't feel connected with them. It's like they're other. It's like we have to get away from them, right? It's like, I got to get out of here. This lady's crazy. She's a crazy person, right? So then my friend saw that she made all this up about her mother. She totally painted all this stuff up about on her mother. And then it becomes uh, an, a, a beautiful, endearing, loving relationship where there's fondness and there's a, a endearment like ha, for what people are going through right? If you get the perception of someone being manipulative or abusive or mean or something like that, that's a call for love. That's a not, that's not what you think it is. That's never what you think it is. And you're making it out to be something, but it's actually a call for love from your own mind. And they're asking for it in your name because you're the only one who can supply it. You know, you're the one who opens up the floodgates and, uh, and supplies the love to everyone. So now my friend is just so happy to be with her mom. Hey, can you see that? Your mom coming up with her manipulative ways that you've known. She's coming up with her bitch face up all up in your grill. Asking you why you're sleeping in till 10 in the morning when you should be out looking for a job right? Can it just be met with sweetness? Uh, you can see right through that whole facade. It just met with sweet sweetness. It's so sweet. It's like uh, people who are hurting have a particular way of caring. And you taught them how to hurt and you taught them how to care like that. So it's like, oh, thank you. Whatever they're expressing to you, they're bringing you a gift. It's always the same like that. Like, oh, that's so sweet. Oh, that's so sweet that you want me to get a job. Thanks. Hey, thanks for coming in and lighting a fire under my ass. I appreciate that. Right? That doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to move. You don't know. Right? You don't have any obligation to move. Right? But it's just meeting with kindness. You can't, you can't choose whether you move or not. Just meeting them with kindness. Oh, thanks. My husband got annoyed with me the other day. I don't know what I said. I said something. And uh, he laughed. And I go, 
Why are you laughing? You know? And he goes, you're just funny. And I go, oh, thanks. And he's like, you're welcome. And then the whole energy is dispelled. Right? What do you mean I'm funny? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Did I tell a joke? (laughs) Yeah. And you know, it's a genuine thank you because I don't want to go down that. She's like, oh, thank you. I don't want to go uh, go down that thing. I just rather hold everything really light. Right? I'm not trying to pick. I get my moments where I'll be like, hmm, it has to be this way. But still, I feel really light about it. You know? It'll seem like I'm button heads with my husband. I'll go, I have to have a GCMS report on all of these essential oils. I have to have an independent GCMS report on all of these essential oils. He'll be like, no, you don't. You got something from the supplier saying. And I said, nope, I'm not doing it that way. And then there was a sense like, uh, no, you, you don't understand. You have to do it that way. I was like, okay, thanks. And I do it the way I'm, you know, probably, I don't know for sure. Seems like it. <laughs> do it the way what seems like, you know, how I want to run my business. Okay, thanks. I don't have to have the banter. I don't need it. I don't need a, I don't need the, um, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? What about this? This is how it is. This is how I like to do it. If I'm not, if it's, if it's not like that, it's not interesting to me. It's really not interesting to me. If I'm not, uh, having them independently tested, not interesting to me. And then that whole thing is light too. Cause he could say, well, then I'm not doing this. Okay. You know, just be, have, letting it all be light. And even what I think I want, letting that be light. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Even just letting that be really light, what I think I want, because I could change too. I don't know. In the moment, I might seem adamant that I want it a certain way. I'm not afraid of that either. It's not like I'm resisting that. I'm like, oh, I can't express. I'm not afraid of my own expression. I'm interested in it. I'm interested in what my expression is. Oh my God, what am I going to do if this goes down? I don't know. I'm interested in what this expression might be. In the moment I find out. I know there's a sense of trying to run away from feeling anything that you're afraid of. The thing is, if you're afraid and you're not feeling it, It's going to be projecting from you without your awareness of that. See? And we're all afraid. We wouldn't be perceiving bodies if it wasn't that way. So, you know, our function here is accessing the fear through having reactions to the world, through sensing the world. The function is accessing that. 
So the pain, you know, the pain of fear, which is projected, can be released. You can be released from that pain. That's the thing. You can escape the world in any moment. Any moment it's given you to escape the world because you're not really in it. It's in you. The perception of your body is in you. It's in your mind. You're projecting it. So you could tell you're trapped by the world whenever something feels like crap. That means you're trapped by the world. Now you can have escape in that instant. You know, that's the thing. Uh, uh, one of the lessons in A Course in Miracles, I am entitled to miracles. You're entitled to the miracles every day. So all day long. So whenever you feel trapped or strapped down or victimized, you have a choice in that moment through your awareness to take that thought as completely meaningless. But see, there's another will that you identified with, and that's the will of the ego to make the world real, the world that you made real, to keep it propped up in your perception. So to the ego, something really bad could happen to you if you stop thinking that thought right now. See? If you, if you stop thinking about how you're a victim right now, something bad could happen. You, want, you need to figure out how to stop the same circumstance from occurring again. You see how the mind automatically wants to go to judging circumstance. This is good, this is bad. Let's avoid the bad ones and keep the good ones. But that's not how it really is. As it's playing out, they're all neutral. You make them what they seem to be for you. And what they seem to be for you is what they are in your reality. That makes that true. So if you say, I'm a victim of this or that person did this to me, same thing and you believe in it, that's your reality projecting going forward. So the story just keeps on getting more bleak. People keep on getting more depressed because it's a, it keeps on being projected forward like this. Like every time I think the thought and automatically believe that I can't get this, for instance, I can't, I, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm not, I'm never going to get this, what hope is talking about, for instance. If you put belief on that thought, it becomes your reality, it becomes true for you. Not, not forever, just until you change your mind about that. See, you might say that I just have a lot of trust in what the truth is. So when I get the sense that I've lost uh, sanity, for instance, or I'm, uh, lost touch with reality or something. When I just get the sense that I lost touch with reality, I don't even believe in that. I am reality. I can't lose touch with reality. I get a perception that something has gone awry in my mind or in the world, however, in my body, whatever it seems to be. I get a perception that something's got, gone awry. That is in itself the opportunity for here for healing. It's not about how can we get the circumstances that we want to go the way we want things to, to go. Look, you don't even know what your what's in your best interest. I can tell you this, if you got scammed, that was in your best interest because whatever did occur 
was in your best interest. Whatever you're perceiving right now is totally in your best interest. And it was really fun to me to, ha to have that, for me to have that kind of experience where there's scammers. Because I have a friend who went through a scamming experience and she felt so bad about it. She felt so guilty about it for like a year, maybe more. You know, kind of like in this hiding mode, like feeling so guilty about the whole thing. And I, I just like, when I got the perception of it, felt so connected with her, you know, just kind of like, hey, there's no guilt in this. It's just a meaningless perception. I, so I sent her a message. I said, I want you to be the first to know that I just am having the perception of being scammed right now. And she's like, oh, no, no, this is the worst. And I go, no, it's really meaningless. It actually doesn't mean anything. I just like feel really jovial about this because it's meaningless and it's not even hooking me into having a, a making it into a problem at all. It's just love. Yes. So this part makes sense to me because I was also just scammed. And Yay. Like, little like pain thought comes in like, oh man, that's upset and I just calm myself down. Mm -hmm. And it can be meaningless in this situation, but if it was a situation like you just got raped in a dark alley, yeah. then is it just instantly, oh, it's meaningless. I'm well, they did it. They got what they needed. Well, let's say that that would be the goal, right? That would be the goal because that would be seeing really clear, right? That would be seeing things really clearly. Yeah. Uh, and, and it really doesn't matter if the upset is large or small. So you're talking about a large upset, right? So it really doesn't matter if the upsetter is large or small. Just take whatever it is. Those small ones are just a veil for intense anger. Okay. So, so just take whatever it is that's given you and do the best you can. Right. Because because as you practice, things get easier and easier and you actually could have that kind of experience and have such an awakening and really genuinely feel appreciation for the one who helped you get to that realization. So it is definitely a possibility and you can probably feel how beautiful it is and feel how, you know, into when I say it's the goal. Okay. No one knows like how it's, how it's going to turn out in the moment, how it's going to be like, how willing are you even given this circumstance? Are you still willing? And that's kind of like what it is. You know, you're just getting tested. Okay. Well, here's this. Are you still willing? I'm like, yeah, this is really playful now. I mean, and then I, and, and then I got this email from this guy who said something about consolidate credit card debt. So I call him up and I said, I said, hey, yeah, I'm interested in your service. And he's like, well, do you see yourself without our help at all, paying off all your debts by the end of the year? And I was like, well, yes, I do. I absolutely do see myself doing that. And you know, if I wanted to, I could see myself going the other way too. So it's kind of like when you ask me that question, it's kind of funny. It's like, which one do I want to... Which one do I want to see? You know, like either way. <laughs> so anyways, that dude couldn't help me because I wasn't desperate enough. <laughs> he said I need to get more desperate. So, <laughs> so we'll wait on that one, see if that occurs. <laughs>
what you were asking about breaks in a dark alley. I had history as far as rapes, and I'm going to be real. I did not give a shit. And it was, I had been really, like, it was a, such an eye-opening experience because I give a shit about things that feel quite victimized by very minimal things quite often. And this, I had, it was the wildest, like, my friends were like, really? And I was like, I don't care. Like, I just didn't care. And in Denver, like, was so wild i had like a day of kind of a confusion and then i went like i had to really sit with that and i was like oh i don't care about this and then it, it was such a beautiful moment of like mm, i didn't feel like i really needed to do anything about it like it just went up and went down like a blip and then it was bringing to mind for me all the other things that would happen that would seem small that were really, really upsetting to me. And I realized mm-hmm. that it's only a... Nice. And I was like, oh, these things are just the same. The same. And I attribute, like, firstly, it was such a beautiful awakening to, like, I'm not my body. And I was having a really strong sense of that. I was like, oh, this is not, you know, like, this is not who I am at all. And it was just so weird. I kept waiting for the pain to hit. That's been four years, four years, something like that. Fine. So, <laughs> you're waiting for the pain. You're waiting for the pain to hit. You're like looking at your clock. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just kind of like, it's, and that's been hat for me. That's just been a process that's been happening more and more. Things that I, it's become completely random. Uh huh. The things that are triggering and not triggering, I can't in any way anticipate. They're completely random and hilarious. Big things are like little things are like. Yeah, and, and you never yeah. know. You never know what's going to hook you. But that's why. You know, to look at all the things as best you can, you know, don't, don't strain at all. You don't just strain at all. So it's not like that. Like when you hear the words, just let them kind of land for you gently because it's all working itself out on its own. There's really not anything to do, you know, even when I say do your best, I mean, that's just automatic anyway. It's just kind of like, hey, you don't have to try to manage this thing. All of your lessons are coming. All of your opportunities are arising through the perceptions that you're having. So there's nothing really to do here. Um, there is uh, just a, a, a will to see. Let's say it's like that. It's a will to see. Let's say, too, that's God's will or creator's will for you, source, whatever you call it, will for you and the will you share. Okay, the will you share with your source is for you to see. For you to see through the illusion, right? And you came up with another will with the ego, which is to make the illusions true. So, you know, in that moment, in each moment, you can't have both at the same time. You can't have both wills at the same time. Either will for the world to be your reality or you will for what is actually your reality. And all that basically is, is willingness to be released from what you made real. Because that's what's hurting you in the moment. You know, it could be anything too. Like a friend brought up period cramps, okay? Let's not call them period cramps. Because they're not, they don't have anything to do with menstruation. Those things are not related. Those things are not related. They seem to be, they seem to be, but they're an illusion. They only seem to be related. That's not the same as being related. 
Okay. It's a one projection, but those things, one cause, one, one isn't the cause of the other. Okay. It's not like that. You project pain onto yourself and then blame something for it as if it's justified. It's justified because it's that time of the month and I'm bleeding, right? Don't let that thing have justification. It's a projection. You don't have to have pain. But you believe that you do, and so you do. You have something to give credit for making you feel pain. And that's your period. I'm not saying to not be gentle with yourself. If you're experiencing any kind of discomfort, it's nice to take care of yourself. You don't have a choice in that. But I like to encourage it because it's sweet, right? Nice warm water bottle, maybe. Just in your mind, don't give credit to the menstrual cycle for having caused the pain. That's not the cause of the pain. But when you're perceiving pain, let's be gentle and loving, yeah? You can access the pain still in a gentle and loving way. For me, I would probably block it. I probably wouldn't get, I, maybe I'd get the water bottle after blocking it. To me, that's really gentle and loving. I'll just get on a block and uh, put some nice pressure right there where there seems to be pain. Pain isn't even a reality. I'll put some nice awareness in there instead of the thought that I'm on my period and that's why I got pain. <laughs> making shit up or this guy ripped me off and that's why I'm broke right that's not true either I got in a car accident 10 years ago and that's why I haven't got my life together <laughs> yeah, I feel like the mind wants something in the moment and it will go for the easy cookie in the moment but it's that that easy cookie in the moment to feel safe is then as such being enslaved you know it's so not worth the trade off I can feel right it's trying to get out of a guilty feeling too because it's making you know the mind the mind when it's under the influence of ego does not want to know that it's projecting your pain the mind doesn't want to know that it's responsible for projecting the pain because of fear of guilt fear of punishment for projecting the pain but there's nothing to be afraid of about that Okay, seeing that you're projecting the pain puts responsibility back onto your mind. Always you're taking all responsibility for all pain that's perceived. When the mind has to take responsibility for it, then the mind has to learn how to see. Because the mind is just going to going to realize that there's nothing else to do but learn how to see. There's nothing going on here. Frustration, overwhelm, all those feelings that seem to be normal, those are not normal. Heartburn, it's not because of the spicy food you ate. And you know, this isn't something you have to go looking for or anything. It's a real simple acknowledgement that I made that up. Look, if spicy foods seems to cause you heartburn, then you're going to be projecting spicy foods causing you heartburn. But that's not the real cause. 
That's just your projected cause, right? You know, if you're, uh, if you're hurting because you are not being honest with yourself, you might manifest staph infection, okay? It's not really a staph infection. There's no staph like that. It's just some kind of attack thought being made manifest. It comes up to be seen. Again, it's not a guilty thing. It's not something to be resisting. See? Watch those projections. It's not something to be resisting. Resisting it is a projection that brings stuff like that on. But to be grateful for the experience. Even if the experience is you going and getting some new pricing and rubbing some of that stuff on the staff, it doesn't matter. Or the experience is like the way my husband went through it. He just let it get really, really big and last for like two years, right? However you want to play it out, however you need to play it out, that's how you're going to be playing it out. Yeah, when I had the perception of my husband not wanting to use any kind of medicine for his staff and just let it run run its course, you know, an upset feeling came up. Like, man, why doesn't he just fucking take care of that shit? Laying around with staff for who knows how long, right? And I just take care of the feeling. I just take care of that feeling. And, and really feel in my heart, he can lay there for the rest of his life. It's the same to me. It actually makes no difference. He can lay there. He can pass away. He can do whatever he wants. It's perfect for me. <laughs> so I told him, I found myself telling him, honey, you can lay there as long as you want. You know, he was bumming out because he didn't feel like he was being productive. I go, honey, your value is not in your productivity. You can lay there as long as you want. And, you know, I felt that. And it was just like 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 a joining with his mind, like a reflection, like a joining with his mind that you are not valued for your productivity. That is not the thing here. You can lay there forever. Everything's fine. Everything's totally taken care of. That's just how it is. You know, it's not because I'm doing anything. It's not like it's on my shoulders now. I don't feel like it's on my shoulders. (laughs) No, I'm not going to be doing that. No. No. I hired a cleaner. <laughs> but but here's the thing. It doesn't matter if I find myself doing the cleaning too. I mean, that definitely did in that period find myself doing a lot more cleaning than normal. Um but the thing is, there's no one doing anything. So the whole perception is a magical perception. It's magic. It's not a reality. That's what makes it fun. So I could be doing anything apparently. I don't have a preference. Friends call or like, hey, Hope, we're visiting. Come on down here. And it's like, 
oh no, not this time. I'm hanging out with my man. He's like laying around and shit. I'm uh, whirlwinding around him, you know? Oh gosh, I know it's awesome. I love it. I do. Whatever it is that comes, it's the best. Go to the hospital with my son because he just like bonked his head a shitload of times with some concrete, you know. It's all an adventure. It's like it's a trip, right? Oh, what's it going to be like? Is it going to be cold in there? Yeah, it was. It was cold in the hospital. (laughs) being cold god that's such a good one i know that's my wife i know it's so fun and so and, and and you know when i was a missionary there was this one um story that that they had about going to russia because a lot of people were going to russia and you know i might have been one of the ones going to russia back then too um and in russia it was not legal. They would kill you if you were Christian, if you were doing any kind of Christian thing. They cal- called it witnessing behind the Iron Curtain. So um, there were people going there, and they were, like, preparing us to go there because some of us might get killed by the Russians, right? So they're preparing us to go there. There's this whole story about how everyone has to strip down all their clothes and be on the freezing cold ice, and that's how they meet their death, right? On the freezing cold ice. So they got a song that they're singing while they're dying on the freezing cold ice, and it's called Only 20 Minutes to Go. How much love can we show with only 20 minutes to go? And it just went down all the way like that until you got to one. So we practiced for being on the ice, because <laughs> that's a song we're going to sing, <laughs> on the ice. <laughs> that's the song, that's how we're going to witness to them as we die, right, right, so we practiced, like, while we're freezing to death, this is a song we're singing, <laughs> So, I don't know. Uh, that was one of the ones I was like, please, God, don't send me to Russia. <laughs> send me somewhere warm. <laughs> Where they like Christians. Kill your son, yeah. Right. The Lord is in your mind. Uh, so, <laughs> so geez. Yeah. I th- yeah. I, I like that story though. That's a good story because it's about uh, it's it's about how um, you know if you will follow the will of God, you know, it's a, it's really symbolic. There's not really a dad and a son and dad's going to kill the son. The thing is the dad treasures this son. Okay. So look at the symbol is symbolism of it. It's his son. He looks like him. He does shit like him. This dad loves his son so much, right? 
So the Lord's like, hey, it seems like you love your son more than me. I want you to kill your son, right? It's not like God would ever say something like that, but it's kind of like this, you know? It's like, would you give up your son? Would you give up your son? Or, or if your son passes away, are you going to be a sourpuss now, right? Or would you give up Yes, exactly, exactly, because for him it was his son. So then what? once he's willing to give up what he, would, what he most treasures, he's able to keep that thing, and basically it's just showing that there's nothing here. There's actually nothing here. You know, and you see through that, I've given up my children's bodies, you know, several times, just giving them up. Because there's a sense like, you know, uh, my son goes out and he's going, uh, uh, maybe, I don't know, who knows what he's doing. Thought crosses my mind. He might go drinking and driving or something like that. He doesn't do anything like that. But, you know, just like thought crosses your mind. Oh, my God, what if the thing like. And in that moment, what's being asked is to give that up. Give that body up. Give that sense of a body up so you're not suffering (laughs) over it. See, that's where you're uh, that's where you're making it so that uh, this thing is more important to you than truth when you're suffering over it. The kids don't benefit from that. You know, you start working yourself up and then you got to start calling people and ah and stuff. No, for me, I just rest and let things play out. And I know that it's not possible for any of those bodies to pass away. Unless it is maximally beneficial for everyone involved, which there's only one of us. So it's actually not that easy for you to like lose kids, right? It's not, it's not that easy. We, we, put, we put all this responsibility on ourselves to like keep them safe and all this other stuff. But there's not anything like that. We're just relating with energy, okay? It's just, it's just like that. And, and, in your roles, like when your role is in a role as a parent and stuff like that, those roles take care of themselves. The point is you don't have to suffer over it. Those roles just take care of themselves. One parent asked me one time, uh, well, what do I, what do I do? Because I do not want my kid eating such and such food. Maybe it's sugar or something like that. Cause I can't take that. I can't take my kid eating sugar. The person told me. So I go, I go, okay, well, just be honest with your kid then and let your kid know that you're not letting him eat sugar because you're afraid. That's all. You can't help it. That's how you parent. You can't handle it. If your kid eats sugar, let your kid know you're stopping him from eating sugar because you're afraid. And you know, that's just a suggestion. You don't have a choice in it, but just, you know, feel into that. This is why, because I'm afraid, because I projected that this is a danger. And I'm like that with anything, you know. That's why, okay, I'm too, I'm too afraid. I can't let that, I can't let, okay, that's the way it is. I'm just too afraid, you know. I haven't had that come down with my kids, though. I just let them play. I just let him play. Even when my son, my 14-year-old son, when he was 13, 
said he wanted to get the COVID vaccine. I'm like, okay, so, and, and I, he wants all his vaccines now. He wants all his vaccines. He never got any. He wants all of them from the time he was born, right? So I get on the phone, I call Bay Clinic, right? And I'm like, yeah, I've got a son who wants a vaccine. Do you guys do vaccine here? A vaccine here? And they're like talking about COVID-19. And I go, oh yeah, he wants the COVID-19 one too, but he also never had any vaccines. And he's 13 and he wants all his vaccines from zero to 13. He wants to get all of his. Can you guys do that? She's like, I have never heard that question before. I actually have no idea. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, here's my number. Check into that and get back with me. This guy wants to get all shot up, all jabbed up. So, <laughs> so my husband catches wind of it. <laughs> And he goes, okay, okay, I just have to, I can't, I, sorry, I can't, I can't let that, can't let that happen. I'm just, I'm the dad and I just can't let that happen. I'm like, that's okay, honey. It's not a problem. You know, it's not like it has to be this way. Like he has to be able to either. I don't care. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to protect his right to get vaccinated. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, what, whatever you guys. Play it out however you want. So my husband goes to my son and he goes, you know what? I'm all for you making your own choices. I'm all for you having a vaccine if you want a vaccine. This is what I need, though. I need you to go over the ingredients that are in a vaccine with me. And I want to make sure you know all the side effects. So you know what you're getting into. And you're going to take a vaccine. Either way is fine. One way isn't, anyways, my son never did that. He just shined the whole thing. He was like, whatevs, I don't even care. <laughs> he didn't really care. I think you, uh, you know what? It's, it's quite possible that I did all that work, which I love to do. And, and we get there and he's like, never mind. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I mean, that's how it was with school. He thought he wanted to go to eighth grade. We did all the stuff, got him all ready. He even studied so he would be up to, because he's been unschooled all these years. So he even studied, make sure he's up to eighth grade level before he goes. Shows up. No, nope. you know what? I changed my mind. I don't want to go. Ah, thank goodness. Saved me a lot of driving back and forth to KAL. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> funny thing about uh enrolling your kid in public school they think that they're co-parents with you once you do that so that's really fun <laughs> then, then it's like you you're not supposed to um take him out take him back out unless he goes into another legitimate school so that's really fun there's loopholes to that there's loopholes to everything that's the thing about illusions too like all the things that seem to be like set in stone there's loopholes to everything. So there's this school, for those of you who don't know or are in this kind of a situation, it's called West River Academy. It's on the mainland. And anyone from anywhere can enroll. It's a totally legit school. They send a letter to your school that your kid was in letting them know that they've been transferred over to that school. So then they're out of your life because they're not co-parents anymore once they get that letter. <laughs> and, and then... 
West River Academy is totally unschool. They totally just support unschool. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and it costs like two fifty a year or something. <laughs> you don't really need it unless you need to pre present that document to someone. Yeah, I think they can. Yeah, yeah, I bet you they can. Uh, go ahead and ask them. Yeah, you can you can go like, uh, oh, my kid didn't go to school the whole four years of high school, and now they're 20. And you can go pay for those four years and tell them what grades you want on the report cards. <laughs> Isn't that great? Isn't that great? I looked it up, and the code, the way the code reads, anyone could be a school. <laughs> It's just, it's just, it's funny because it's all set up with a bunch of paper. The whole world, it's like set up on paper. Now, it was the word, you know how it says the word is God, right? Because we took the word and we made the word God. Well, now it's all set up and it's a paper world. There's all this paper, right? Uh, saying what everything means and what, what we do and everything like that. But because of the nature of it, you're also going to find loopholes in it. It's just like not a reality and it's just fun to play with. But you won't find the loopholes if you're taking it real. It's not a reality, see? Because you, you, can, you constrict your vision. You constrict the vision. It's like it gets really small. You can't see. It's just, it's just thoughts making like a little tunnel. And you're looking out of this little hole... And you think that's the whole thing, but it's just this really small part and it doesn't mean anything. There's a, I've seen there's a way out of everything. It's amazing. So when that guy goes, so do you see yourself paying up off all your debt? By the, oh yeah, totally. I could see that. I mean, give me any scenario. I could picture it. <laughs> right? I mean, it's an imagined thing. I'm not going to come down with a conclusion. I have no idea. I get scammed six more times, and the next thing I'm, at, you know, I'm out of business or something. You know, it doesn't really matter to me though. It's all just for entertainment, really. I think that would be exciting. All of a sudden, it's not that anymore. Oh, fun! And maybe it changes form. Maybe it becomes something else. Who knows? But, but one thing's for sure, it's always what's coming is going to be maximally beneficial for everyone. Because there's only one of us, and me knowing that it's maximally beneficial for everyone gives everyone in my perception, which you could say is in my field, that gift. It is perfect for us. Yay, it's perfect for us. Yay, that's perfect for you. I'm getting the sense that I'm sick. Yay, that's perfect for you. Good thing you're not sick and you're just pretending. Love up the one that thinks they're sick. It's not a bad thing thinking that you're sick. It's an innocent thing. You thought you were guilty. And you deserved punishment. And now you're getting a manifestation of that. It's an innocent thing. The one who seems to be suffering, 
needs compassion and comfort. Not to be made wrong for having projected illness. That's the way the ego looks at it, right? Let's punish them since they're ill. They, you know, especially mental illness. Like there, it's it's real. It's it seems like it's real hard to have compassion for mental illness because then the person is just like a a bitch to deal with, right? But really, that's they're not a bitch to deal with. You're just a bitch in relation to them. That's how it is. You don't like that about yourself. You don't like your bitchy ass in relation to, to the guy or whoever it is. Whatever it is. It could be a dog or anything. You don't like the way you're bitchy. My friend was telling me about her dog. She lives with four dogs. Such a good story. She freaking, like, cares for these dogs all day long. They're rescue dogs, right? So they all got these issues, like, you know... Uh, like, like they, one of them just shits all over the floor all day long, just like runs around and takes shits. And so then she's just like cleaning up shits, right? <laughs> uh, and she's like trying to put these little preemie diapers on it, try to contain the shit, like running around. And, you know, they just like need medication all the time. They're all needy, right? And she's like writing me and going, I'm even, I'm even snapping at my dogs. I'm so pissed right now. I'm snapping at my dogs. And I'm like, well, you don't have to keep listening to the ego. You know, you don't really have to do, have to keep doing that. So she pops out of it and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm just sitting here with the dogs and I'm noticing how I've projected these dogs to make it like I have a bunch of shit to do. I'm just making this up. And there's, and and there's a sense of, oh, I don't want to lose them. Like when they pass away, like they're, uh, pretty much three of the four of them don't seem to have much longer to go, right? So it's like, oh, they're, they pass away and it's going to be so sad. And it's like, wow, I just projected these things to make it like this for me. Now it's not, And it becomes something I can project my depression on when I feel depressed too and be snapping at them, you know. All the going to for all these procedures, uh, when I was over there visiting someone needed to come over and clear the anal glands. My friend was sure there was something wrong with their anal glands. So the, so this, she got an emergency vet bit visit for someone to clear it out, like manually clear out anal glands. So she comes and does an emergency thing and the, she's like, there's nothing in any of their anal glands. <laughs> They're clean. <laughs> Maybe there was something in one of them, but it was like not a big deal. I never even heard of that. I've had dogs my whole life. I've never even heard sticking your finger up there and clearing them out. But it's just like these activities are popping up. These All these different activities are popping up as a distraction because it's like we need distractions. Okay? We tend to go toward uh, um, identity that has to do with Something is wrong. Something hurt me. Something's bad. And get hooked by that. That's one reason for watching the news or looking at the news, right? Is to get hooked by that. I'm not saying that you shouldn't watch the news or you're going to get hooked by the news or anything like that. It's just a common way of, because we're addicted to a particular uh, feeling. Oh, that fucking Biden. Oh, damn. Look at his, look at his approval rating down so low. You know, whatever your story is, you know, I hear it in my household. It's really fun. 
<laughs> you won't believe what they're doing now. Did you hear about the protests and that there's all this stuff going on all the time, apparently. And and it's just like, oh yeah, interesting. You know, kind of like in one ear, out the other, right? Uh, it's, it's, just, it's just a vibe that doesn't appeal to me at this point in time. That could change. You know, I'm not stuck on it. Things can change because things are always changeful in a dream. They're always changing to bring back more healing. It's bringing up more of the pain, letting us access pain. So you look at it as when you go through this semblance of a life, that you're going through it to access pain and be released from it, it takes on a whole different feel. I'm going through this to access pain. This is what I go through this for. And I don't have to look for it. It's coming. That's how it goes. It's coming up. Someone can just look at me wrong and then all of a sudden there's pain, right? I was hanging with a friend. Someone looked at him wrong. Man, he was distracted for the rest of the day. Someone looked at him wrong. I don't even know if that fucker actually saw him. He might have just had a funny look on his face. (laughs) He's not even sure that the guy saw him. But just in case he did, if he was looking at him like that, what does that mean? Right? It's just like something that goes round and round and round. It's like you can be released from that right now, though. Any idea of what that guy might think of you. You can be released from that right now. It's just an errant thought. It's just passing through. And when you make it into your reality, give meaning to it. Basically the same thing. Give meaning to it. That's attacking yourself. So what do you do? You're watching yourself and you're giving meaning to it. Just notice. Let that play out. Don't attack yourself more over it. Oh, I give, I'm giving meaning to that. It hurts. Oh, I'm so glad I can see that. I'm so glad I can see that. That comes in really handy. There's so much that's been unseen, you guys. So when you can see it, I'm so glad I can see it. I'm so glad I can see the games I'm playing. <laughs> what do you have, Christine? Yeah, oh yeah. So the illusion is that I get taught talking because I'm living in a community now. Yeah. And you don't want to stop talking and I just have to walk away because I have other things to do. Okay. Well that's a feeling. That's it. Yeah. It's like, I guess I'm looking for the meaning of the feeling. Okay. Yeah, it's just discomfort. It's a, just make it all the same. Generalize that. Yeah, it's a feeling, right? So you're projecting this situation where people are talking to you longer. Just be playful with it. You know, you can you can hold that feeling really lightly. This is how it is for me. Yeah, you just yeah, you just hold that feeling really lightly, and then eventually you're in a cre- creative and comical and and jovial with it. 
I'd love to hear more about this, but I'm cruising this way right now. You're so easy. <laughs> Give your permission to self permission to lie too. Whatever it is, just being permissive of whatever it is, like whatever it it seems to be. What you're not being permissive of, though, is thoughts that make you guilty. Don't make, don't follow those. Don't follow those thoughts. You don't have to do anything different. You're just getting a. It's all all a feeling, right? So, uncomfort is a feeling. Oh, this brings up uncomfort. This is awesome. Uh, now that now that this uncomfort is up, I can see something. It's giving me an opportunity, right? We can see how to be playful. Any uh, uncomfort, you know what it is? It's seriousness. Like this is serious. Someone's talking to me when I got it something else to do, right? And I don't want to hurt their feelings. And you don't, that's, that's a fun one too. Like you can hurt their feelings. Well, for me, things that I actually noticed that for myself, the feeling was if I don't do something, I will literally be here forever. I will die here. And I was actually, that was the feeling. Yeah, like, cool. Like, this is going to be how it goes forever. And then I just noticed if I sat in that long enough, emotion happened. Even emotion was like, oh, God, go. And it just came out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the feeling was definitely not a little one, one thick one. And then there was an expectation that it should go away. Because I was, you know, I was, I was, I was giving myself or believing in the illusion, right? Them. Yeah. And, but it wasn't going anywhere. I'm like, this should be going somewhere. I should feel better. It should be happening again. You're so cute. Yeah. Isn't that pattern done? <laughs> yeah, it's done when you want, when you really want it. When you're excited about that. When you're excited about having someone come up to you and try to talk to you when you have something to do. Yeah. <laughs> I really like, you know, communication, it's a trip how. It manifests in relating with with people through words, even that are just like really kind. You know, I really want to hear the story of what you are saying, or you know what, I'm just not interested in stories like that. I have had that kind of communication with people too. You know, like when someone is telling me uh, all these stories, and and I'll I'll just wait for a moment when they're uh, when they're not speaking, and then I'll find myself like. You know, I'm just really not interested in that kind of story. Like when I feel that, when I hear that kind of story, I'm trying to pay attention, but then I'm zoning out. That just tells me I'm not interested in that kind of story. No one's guilty about that. It's just that it's not for me. And you know, people get that. No, they don't. They can feel it. Well, let's, let's go like this because it's not in the words. It's in the feeling. It's totally energy, okay? Because because where there's where where there's some kind of sense like uh, this could go wrong or it's on me to do it or anything like that. It's something that people feel. So so it being all energy, if it seems to have not worked, that's because there wasn't a clear sense of communion in it. There was still a sense of division in it. That's all. Yeah, even you know, even trying to get a manifestation like I don't I don't feel the trying to get a manifestation because I am in that moment being the manifestation. You see what I mean? Because the feeling is such that I feel so uh 
was calm and peaceful in myself that their reaction to me isn't even a thought in my mind. It's not even a thought in my mind. It's just an extension. You know, it's an automatic extension. So it's where we feel as if there's pressure. See, there's some kind of pressure coming from the outside when we feel like there's pressure coming from the outside and we're not seeing that we're projecting that feeling onto ourselves, then the other person is going to feel us as kind of like a sticky energy because they know when we've made them separate, whether they know it on the tip of their consciousness or not, they know vibrationally when we've made them separate. And that's exactly what they will be reacting to. The only thing anyone is going to be reacting to is a sense of separation that you made in your mind. So no sense of separation in your mind, no one's even reacting to you. And that's, you know, I'm not trying to push away people who are reacting to me. I love it when people react to me. That shows me where the love needs to be shown to myself. So it's like allowing it to come in. That's where the healing needs to be. I'm glad when someone gives me a reaction. I know I projected it there. Okay. They're calling for love. That's all. Oh, what am I going to meet that with? That's the question. See, am I going to act like I'm victimized by them? Like they shouldn't be saying this thing to me or something. Uh, they shouldn't be, uh, holding me responsible, uh, for, the way they live their life. I'm talking about kids now. One of my son, well, he'll go through a couple minutes where he'll be like, if only you would have raised me better, I wouldn't be this way. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with you, bro. You're freaking awesome. (laughs) What if you would have turned out in a way that you think is really good? Then do I get the credit for it too? (laughs) Like... (laughs) Uh, and, and, and you know, those pass by and my son realizes, but that, but what I see is it comes back. These things are on loops and they're habitual. So it'll come back and it'll have a sense like, Oh my God, if only my parents would have been more normal. You know how we always want the opposite of what we have. People will come over and hang out at my house. I got people coming like clean my house or something. And they'll be telling my kids, Oh my God, you have like the dream parents. These are the best parents. You know you have the best parents, right? And I'm like, do you? No? Uh, They'll be like, yeah, yeah, we know you're the best parents. Uh, I think my 14-year-old does feel that. uh, uh, But my 20-year-old from time to time will feel like if he only had a conventional upbringing. And I know this habit. I mean, this is not a personal thing at all. I know, 20. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> I know I know. this is just a habit. I have the same habit, right? It's just like it's, something has to be, because you feel so lost and so um, uh, unworthy, you know, just like you haven't done enough, you haven't made enough, you haven't been good enough, that you're looking for some way, some way to project that guilt onto someone. And that's why we do it. That's why we do it with our parents. You know, it's easy. It's easy target. It's easy to look at that and go, somehow they screwed up with me. If they would have made me better, <laughs> I wouldn't be in this predicament. I had the same kind of story. You know, I thought that uh, 
I could have been so much further ahead in my career and in life if only my parents would have uh, had like a stable place for me to live where I could go to college, right? If I could have and not had to be adulting. It's story though. And, you know, as soon as I saw through the story, then it wasn't a problem. I didn't lose anything. It wasn't like I lost anything. But man, it was like I was missing something while I was holding up that story. You know, I felt like I was missing something. So my son, he goes back and forth in and out. Um, I, I experienced that too with my daughter and I know how it goes. So if any of you parents are dealing with uh, any of that teenage stuff, I have a 14-year-old right now, most peaceful guy though, the most peaceful guy I've ever, we'll see what happens. I know everyone, I, I don't know, I have no idea. But this guy is just chill. Even my uh, big son will come around and go, hey, what are you doing? You should be doing this. Like try to get some kind of guilt, like looking at him and going, hey, you should be doing something better. You should be doing something different. And he's just like, oh, okay. If you need me, I'll be in my room. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I've, I've run into people who blame their parents in their 40s. You know, one guy told me, first meeting me, just met me, dating my sister, you know, and uh, first moment meeting me, had some, I had some essential oils on. He's like, oh no, essential oils, I hate essential oils. My mom used essential oils. She died. I'm really glad it was painful. She was such a fucking bitch. And I was like, well, all right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, I guess the patchouli isn't for you then. <laughs> I won't try to offer you any. <laughs> it's like, dang. Uh, sometimes, you know, it'll just come right out, especially, when, you know, when it's me. It'll, I'm sure the guy was probably just like, whoa, did I just say all that shit? <laughs> you know? And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. <laughs> but, yeah, we can hold on to it and make it a thing forever and then, you know, make havoc in our relationships. So, you know, when we're holding on to any kind of grievance, we're making habit, havoc in all of our relationships, right? We're making all kinds of uh, confusion, conflict. Where it's like, ah, oh, I got to get out of here. This person's so terrible. This person has all this power all of a sudden to make me cry. How did this person get all this power to make me cry? Like if they're mean to me, I'm going to cry. How did I do that? It is give him all this power. I noticed that too with my son when he was a teenager and he was like an older teenager. You know, he would say really mean things to me a lot, you know, and I would uh, find myself in the shower and I sense a tear, uh, myself tearing up. And then I just start laughing because I realized that I gave him the power and made him into my tormentor instead of allowing him to have the compassion that he's obviously needing, you know, <laughs> and, and when I'm feeling like I'm the one being tormented, I'm closed off. So you know, for myself, I can't have that for myself. I'll feel the feeling of it, but I, I just love my people and I think about my people. They're me, you know. I think about my people in that way like I would protect them from my projections. 
right? I would protect them from my projections. So any kind of crying that I'm doing, that's what I'm meaning to project onto him. That's the kind of pain I'm meaning to project onto him. So, you know, in my mind, the way I look at it is I'd rather protect my people from my insane projections, right? So then the, the sense that he said something mean to me is, me is met with compassion, and it's not like that at all. He's just suffering. It's just suffering. It doesn't have anything to do with me, even though it seems to be about me. The projection seems to be about me. That doesn't mean I have to take it as if it's about me. This is what's, what allows me to keep living in the same uh, home as a teenager who feels upset toward me, right? Because I've gotten the thought occur to me before, maybe I don't want to live in an environment like this where someone seems like they're so, they have so many daggers for me. Well, I taught him how to be that way. I taught him how to be that way toward me, you know? It's like I have conditioned his mind to think in terms of separation, all right? So once... I told him the truth. He couldn't hear it. When I said the world isn't real, then he couldn't hear it because I had already taught him to take this stuff as real and meaningful. Okay? So then there's a sense of resentment toward me, which I put there, which I made there. So the resentment, it just gets met with compassion. Every time it comes up, no matter how many times it comes up, and you just watch the transformation occur. You watch the transformation occur. And you know, it can go back and forth. He can seem like he made a big breakthrough and now he feels so much better about himself. Um, and now, and, and in turn feels better about me and like, oh, that feels so nice. And it can go back the other way too. I have no preference for how it goes. I just like to watch the unfolding and perform my function through Taking these opportunities, taking all of these opportunities. Nothing's getting brushed under the carpet. Everything's getting faced head on. It's just that nothing's being made into a problem either. My family's always trying to convince me that something's a problem. That's what, well, one of the things that's fun about my family. Not my daughter, Akea, in case you're listening. Uh, I know you are listening, actually. You will be listening. Um, that's not about you. I know you. Uh, you, you like things, you like to say things as they are, that none of this stuff is real. <laughs> but my boys, my three boys have a little bit of a, a little bit of trouble with it. My husband's been coming around a lot, a lot, a lot, making huge, huge advances, just being willing to see that this is not a reality. Okay. As for my two sons, they want it to be a reality. In that case, it makes it a little bit difficult for them when they perceive me not making things real, you know. But then it's real easy for them too. They never have to worry about me be, me getting mad at them because I can't take that as true. My son, who's 14, has never had a uh, an angry mom. He never had a mom telling him what to do. He's never had a mom uh, telling him he's doing it wrong. Never had a mom nagging him to eat. Nagging him to get outside and get some sun. Nagging him to get off the computer. None of that stuff. He's had none of that stuff. 
It's really interesting. It's a fun experiment. The dude seems super freaking chill. Seems real chill. He's not, I mean, can you imagine like all the dudes you know, like if they didn't ever had a mom, their mom never said a crossword to them in their entire childhood. <laughs> they might have a different perspective on life. They might be taking, you know, when someone does take a, say a crossword to him, he's just kind of like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> right? It's not even hard for him. It's kind of like, hmm. It kind of like looks like he's looking at him like, kind of like, hmm, that's insane. <laughs> it's not sticking. That's right. It's not sticking. Yeah, right. Yeah. And who knows? He's 14, so, you know, as long as I'm having wisdom dialogues, I'll probably keep on letting you guys know how it's unfolding. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good story, the way it just keeps on going. So my daughter, Akea, was fun. She loves it when I talk about her, so I'm going to get some Akea action in right now. Um, she always, every time we have a telephone conversation, she says, talk, to, talk about me a lot in wisdom dialogues, Okay. <laughs> so uh, she was she was uh coming up with this idea that she's has long covid you know she's been telling me this for months and months you know she's like well tell me mom do you think i have long covid and i'll go no there's no such thing as long covid there's no such thing as covid in the first place people are making shit up i know it seems really realistic and a lot of people seem to have perished and also become ill by these kinds of things, but these things are impossible. You know, I told her these things are just impossible. They cannot be. So that's not the case. So, you know, she's going along and then the next thing I get a call um, and she tells me that she's, mommy, I'm really sick. A acting like, you know, this is serious. Mommy, I'm really sick. I haven't been able to get up. I think I have long COVID. I was like, oh, you haven't been able to get up. That's good. So you're laying down. Yeah, but I don't know what I'm going to do. And I go, you don't need to know what you're going to do. You don't need to know. There's that. That's the thing. That's the whole hook. Oh, no. If I'm just laying here and I'm not making any money, what's going to happen? There's no time. There's actually no time. You're imagining this. You're imagining right now that you can't get up and go to work. So be in that experience the effects of that belief right now. Notice how that is playing out. That's all. Whatever needs to transpire will transpire. You know, what is it? Like, bring on the biggest thing that you're afraid of. What is it? Hunger? Hunger, let's say, right? Still, it's just in the moment. There's a sensation. It's really not a bad thing. That's why, uh, you know, they were having us practice on the ice. You know, the missionary group is having his practice on the ice. It's like, we know it's not really a bad thing. Even when you're freezing to death, it's your imagination about it. It's really your imagination about it. And you're only imagining, uh, you're projecting it now. You're projecting an imaginary thing. So it's really brilliant because it's a way to clear the fear, right? There's a, uh, before, you're, before you're even in a fearful situation, it's a way to clear out the fear. There's not really any, any you know, any circumstance that touches you in the moment, if you're hunger, then you got hunger. If you're hungry, then you got hunger. And that's the experience. Hunger is the experience. What do you think? You're not going to get any food. Really? Think you're not going to get any food. Well, maybe you won't. If you don't get any food, that'll be what you need too.
right? If you look at it as this is exactly what I need, you can see more, you can feel more. What you want is to see through the illusion. You don't want anything in the illusion, but here's how it works. You're going to seemingly be taken care of with all of your needs met in the illusion for awakening your mind. Your needs are always met for awakening your mind. Everything is coming perfectly and perfectly on time. That's exactly what it's for. And so then, you know, there's this weepy sound in the voice and mommy, I just, and I go, this is a call for attention. This is not you. Actually, this is not you. And this thing that cries and goes, mommy, this is a call for attention. This is not reality. See, my daughter can take this. She goes, okay. And she's the same way with me. You know, if I say something uh, that's not, uh, uh, that, that's not how I would be, right? She just says, mom, you can't do that. And I'll go, okay, you're right. The last time it was something I was complaining about, something about the way I look. She goes, Mom, you just can't do that. I was like, yes, you're right. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, damn, this fucking skin and wrinkle. She goes, Mom, can't do that. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll have to feel that. I don't mind. <laughs> That's right. I actually don't give a shit how I look. For a second, I had a sense that I cared how I looked. See how they could just hook you like that? Like, oh yeah, I forgot. Who cares about that? It's like, it's, it's like in the moment, this thing hooks you, it's meaningless. So then I heard her, I haven't talked to her lately, but I heard her, I haven't talked to her in a couple days actually, talking to my husband and she sounded like her jolly self again. See what I mean? It just goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And we're, uh, we're acting like uh, when something seems to be wrong, that something's really wrong. But if we will look and recognize, be willing to see that we're acting, I'm sick. I love to watch the inflections in my voice because I can see when I'm playing a pattern, the way it'll come out. There's a tone. I don't mind. I don't have to call it out to everyone. Oh, that was me playing a pattern or whatever. I can, doesn't matter. But, uh, but I just notice there's a, t- I just in note, it doesn't go unnoticed. Things don't go unnoticed, you know, um, that's how it is as you practice. And, you know, the thing is, I want to encourage you to practice because it feels good, you know, cause it really feels good. And, and that's the, that's the reason to practice because it feels good. You want what you get out of practicing denying truth to illusions. Yes. Yeah. Well, who's to say I didn't though? Right? Who's to say I didn't? Because it's not in the words. It's not in any manifestation. It's only in the sense. So I have no idea what to say. I have no clue. All I know is she's not really sick. This isn't true. And the manifestation will play on its own. So it's allowed to be exactly what it is. So for, and for my daughter, from her point of view, that was perfect for her too, because she could see, you know, it's not like you're bad for 
pretending. It's like, that's pretense. That's not you. That's actually the ego doing the crying mommy thing. I've seen it in myself, doing it to my own mom. You know, and mom, hi. And then the mom isn't even, the mom isn't even around anymore, right? The mom isn't even around. People are still doing it. Mommy. I saw it in my mind. My mom wasn't anywhere near me. It was like, mommy, how could you do that to me? Just like having a memory from when I was a kid, right? Mommy, how could you do that to me? And seeing that as the ego was the best. Because it's hard to see that one as the ego, that poor little girl. She's crying. Her mom hurt her. That's the ego. Propping up as if something happened in that point in time. And like someone did something to someone. That's going to keep you in suffering. That's going to keep you projecting over and over again and feeling the victim over and over throughout your life. This is how I believe that call has been coming up a lot where I'm like, do I give it, give in to the seeming dance where I'm supposed to acknowledge that person as a victim? If I acknowledge they need something for me in that moment, then I'm making it in my own mind a victim. Yes. Or do I, do I answer a higher kind of love, which is, this is God, this is God. They don't need you. They don't need you to correct them. That, that's not how it is. Yes, exactly. They don't need you to correct them or anything. But when any, whenever anyone is expressing a call for love, that's coming from our mind. So there's a sense, and I notice it coming from my, bod, my daughter, it's like there's this draw to get on that wave. There's this kind of like this hook to kind of get on that wave with her. Maybe she does have long COVID, you know. That seems ridiculous to me, but uh, and, uh, 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 maybe, she, maybe she's too mental to see through this, you know. That's also a projection, right? So I just don't waver on that. I'm sure that nothing's wrong. I'm sure that this is a projection, and it's coming from my own mind, and I stay with that and let the talking take care of itself. So when she just goes, okay, you know, her whole voice changed when I told her because it's not really her. It's the ego doing that thing. I'm really sick. That's the ego. And so it's, it's uh, for her to see that that's the ego. Once she sees it, she's like, oh, okay. See? So, it, so it, you know, it's easy to, to mistake answering that call for love with something that looks like compassion to an ego, right? We don't know what form, nor can we judge. We have no basis to judge whether that form of action came from love or fear. We have no basis to judge it. All there is, is in the moment, allowing that connection, that communication that there is nothing wrong here. And we cannot communicate that unless we've received it for ourselves. So that's my goal in having a conversation with my daughter like that. And she really thinks she's really sick, right? Is to see through it myself and be released myself. That's all. So yeah, she got it and she got relief. And... Maybe it was a day, maybe it was two days later. She was talking with my husband, just like her normal, non-sick self. 
Okay. I go, how do you like your job? I don't really like going there. Yeah, I know how this is. Okay, I've seen this happen before. My 14-year-old, the one time he tried school when he was six years old, all of a sudden he came down sick. As soon as I unenrolled him, he wasn't sick anymore. <laughs> that pressure. Uh, you know, or it could be something in your life that's putting pressure on you because you think it's real, though. You know, you won't admit that the feeling you're getting off of that is a projected feeling. See, if there's something in your life that seems to be bothersome to you, and you, like my daughter's story was, I don't know if it still is, but her story was that she needs this job for a little while. If you need the job for a little while, you're attacking yourself. Okay? It's like I have to sacrifice to get where I want to go. That's attacking yourself. That's projecting sickness for yourself. So no wonder it seems like you have long COVID. Okay? It's, it's forgetting that you're, you only projected that job. You don't need a job. You only projected the job, the job to make it seem like you're trapped again. This is what we do. This is the fucking game we play, you guys. Make it seem like we're trapped again. Now I have no choice but to feel shitty. I'll just feel shitty and I'll grin and bear it. What about feeling shitty and going to work acting like you're all happy? That'll, that'll make some sickness real fast. Right? Go into it. Gosh, I do not feel like I want to go to that job. You know what will make you feel like you don't want to go to that job really fast? You need it for a little while. That thought. That'll make you feel like you don't want to go there. I need it for a little while. You don't fucking need it. You don't even have a choice whether you go there. Then you can enjoy. Then you can enjoy the job. Because now it's not a burden. I don't even have a choice whether I'm here or not. Huh. Seems like I don't like it. That's curious. There's a thought. Oh, there's a thought that says I need it. Oh, that's good. No wonder. <laughs> it's a play. And it's a funny play. The ego is freaking funny. It makes up, a, it makes up these insane things. I need a man, I need a job, I need a car, I need food. You don't need anything. Oh, but hope it's, it's food. What if it's water? Same. That's the ego to throw out the biggest thing that you'll be afraid of. What if I don't get any sex? Had one person ask me that. That would be the worst. What if I don't get any sex? How are you going to th see through the illusion if you don't get any sex? That's just, you know, sex is just like a substitute. It's just a substitute for reality. This is another substitute. It seems to have a really intensely good feeling for the most part. But it's just another substitute. Even that orgasm that you reach, right? Doesn't last that long, right? 
doesn't last eternity, that's for sure. Right? It's nothing compared to eternity. Whether you have it or not isn't the thing. Whether you have a million partners, like you could be polyamorous, that doesn't matter. None of it matters. It's just that, am I making it mean something? Am I making it like I need something? Do I need another partner? Do I need to get rid of a partner? All this partner stuff, it's like funny. We distract ourselves. Oh, I need a partner. I get a partner and then I'm distracted with a partner. Then I'm distracted needing a partner again when they break up. I'm distracted with the partner and then the partner acts like a bitch to me and then I'm distracted with her being a bitch and not having a partner. There's always something. There's always going to be something until you see through the world. That's abundance. There's always going to be something to trigger you until you see through the world. That's abundance. Because you want more than anything at all to see through the world. You don't want anything in the world. There's nothing here. We have to demonstrate that though. So we go through the apparent life demonstrating to our own mind that there's nothing here. That's two steps that I talked about earlier. You notice that you got a crappy feeling and then you notice that you wouldn't keep it. You're just willing to see these things and you see that you wouldn't keep it. Like if you had a choice, you wouldn't keep it. Notice it's an upset feeling. Notice you wouldn't keep it if you had a choice. Watch the relief you get in that. Simple. Two steps. If you're not willing, notice that you're not willing and have compassion for yourself as you are attacking yourself. Okay? The attacking yourself won't have nearly the kinds of effects if you can have compassion while you're attacking. And that's possible. So, hooray! Does anyone have any questions or anything? Yay. All right. We're complete. I love you. Thank you. you. Hopejohnson.org. Yay. And blockasana.com. Is that it? Miraclebotanicals.com. Dang, I got some dot coms. All right. Ahoy ho.